Welcome back to International Minute of Mystery, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, starting with the International Man of Mystery. I'm Johnny, and I have a special guest with me again today. He'll be here all week. It's Nathan, back from a goofy movie minute to talk about Austin Powers. Woo! Perfect. Groovy. <laughs> gro- gro- <laughs> Groovy. All right. So... Minute 62 is the one that we're on, and it begins with the truck that they got kidnapped in parking in a busy testing facility room. I don't know what they're testing in this room. I don't know. Wait. There are too many people and too many things. So they're in that little truck? They're in the truck. Yeah. The truck that pulls into the thing. They They pop out the back of it. Oh. I feel like it's a tiny truck, though. It looks really small. Yeah. It's like a clown car. It's very, like, smooth. I don't know. Everything about, like, Dr. Evil's this aesthetic is, like, smooth steel, like, leather. I mean, he I give it to him. He keeps his aesthetic, like, rolling through his entire, like, scheme, so. He has a minimalist design mm-hmm. that I find very appealing and relaxing. Mm-hmm. But it's somewhat cold. Well, maybe maybe it brings him joy because he was cold for so long. He has to have everything be cold. Well, you shouldn't have uh, moved to the center of the earth or <laughs> close to it. Yeah. And he shouldn't have like a fiery pit of hell underneath his uh, conference space either. But <laughs> You know, the funny thing about the fiery pit underneath the conference room is it also warms the floors for when you're walking around barefoot. Which more people should do in that conference room. Because that would feel amazing. Yeah. It's like a heated seat. I feel like only... Yeah. I feel like only Mr. Bigglesworth gets to benefit from that. Ooh. Yeah. And he really needs it. Yeah. He actually needs a sweater. I feel bad. That's true. He needs He's like, just naked all the time. He needs a sock for his tail, too. But not like a traditionally <laughs> shaped sock. <laughs> One that's more pointy. Just like a little tail sock. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> it could be held on with little suspenders. Oh, L- stop. <laughs> little garter that runs up to his sweatshirt. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the most adorable image I've thought about. Because <laughs> if, as everybody should know, listening to this pod, like, I have two cats and I'm obsessed with cats. So I'm imagining the cutest scenario. <laughs> but talking about mr bigglesworth he shows up because dr evil's there that's right in the testing room oh and also the testing room itself i like noticing that everyone is just walking around like the stage direction Mm -hmm. was obviously just walk around (laughs) nobody's doing anything except for the people that are standing daintily on top of equipment with their guns which like cool statues the guys dressed in black with the old-timey race car helmets yeah, it's like, why are you standing on top of equipment with guns? So, so they can see all around. <laughs> like a sniper's nest or something? Yeah. yeah, just be up there. You can see everything. It's fine. Easy target up there, though. Oh, yeah. I think it's I'm thinking... Oh, go for it. Sniper's nests usually don't have uh, zero protection or cover at all. You just stand on top oh, of yeah. a slippery metal surface. I'm thinking the second that they shoot their gun off, they're definitely going to slip off and like just fall. On their own. Yeah. 
really hazardous for an extra to be up there. They have to glue their shoes to the metal <laughs> to make sure they don't fall. They're, sign a contract. If you fall, we're not liable for your injuries. <laughs> okay, cool. Where? What's my what's my stage direction? You're going to get on top of that really slippery drum right there. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, wow. I hope they got paid considerably uh, $5 more than every other extra. Mm-hmm. I hope so, too. I hope $10 more. $10 That's more. That's just They'd how generous I am. Get them a good lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. Oh, go. You can do it. <laughs> I was just going to talk about the crazy outfits. Oh. That they changed into. Yeah. That That's uh, that's quite strange. Uh, To. This is not any similarities to anything in your realm of Disney, but. Uh, the Disney Channel original movie Xenon, the girl of the 21st century or whatever. That's what those outfits remind me of. Oh, interesting. Really silvery. They're like space blankets. Mm-hmm. But the one for Vanessa is really 60s cut as well. It's very thematically appropriate for her. Back For like if her mom was wearing it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's true. Because even her hair is like her mom's used to be, which is weird. Do you, maybe that's kind of what's happening. She's fulfilling her mother's destiny, as if her mother didn't her mo- also fulfill her destiny by not being frozen <laughs> or in time travel. Yeah, she she, um, got married, had a beautiful daughter, lives in a weird old lady loft in London and fulfilled her destiny and retired as a crazy spy lady. But yet there's this whole extra life she could have led if she hadn't married. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. That's true. And so now, now she's uh, found some old photos and she's inspired. And she didn't even choose this outfit though. It was chosen for her. Yeah. yeah. What were they wearing before they, hijacked the last costumes they were wearing the the uniforms oh like really crazy disguises so and when they went to the to have a tour at VirtuCon, mm-hmm. they were wearing um austin was wearing basically like the, the uniform for the love guru <laughs> okay so we thought that perhaps that that was the beginning of the idea for the love guru was just his disguise in this movie well, I wish he'd picked a different disguise then. <laughs> right. I did not appreciate that film. <laughs> so just inspired something else, hopefully. And then um, Vanessa was like this really weird, like, Barbie slash Dolly Parton lady. Okay. That's right. So they traded up. They, they've gone through a lot of good. changes in the past few minutes then. Mm-hmm. Literally in the last probably like four minutes, they've costume changed twice. Wow. They're like uh, Cher or something. <laughs> Other reference. At her Vegas show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Weird Al does um, a lot of costume changes. I does he really? That's what I heard. No, huh. I never had the pleasure. The, pl- the pleasure. <laughs> never had the pleasure of seeing Weird Al, but like I've heard they're crazy costumes at his show. And I bet there's video evidence of such costumes, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to look this up. When Dr. Evil walks by... And he's talking. I, I see him. I'm like, he his looks too skinny. He looks too skinny. And I'm like, oh, Mike Myers is right there. <laughs> like he 
use Austin Powers. I completely oh. forgot that they were the same person for a minute. <laughs> like that they have to be using a, a head double, body double for the the other when he's walking by, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny that they didn't like just do like cuts back and forth. So they didn't even have to have a body double. Yeah. Just have like take a scene and don't even show both of them in the same room. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I appreciate that they they do it, though, because then it can have more... I don't know. He walked by him. It's like a little bit better stage direction. (laughs) It's like all of the movie magic coming into play. It's like Freaky Friday. (laughs) Or or a parent shop. Parent shop. Sorry, that's the one. Freaky Friday doesn't... That that magic is completely uh, different. (laughs) Also equally as good, though. The Parent Trap and is a great movie. It, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. I think that's the next one I want to do, movie by movie, because it's stop. Have, that sounds so cool. I have so many thoughts about a Parent Trap or the Parent Trap, a goofy the movie. Parent Trap. <laughs> um, are you doing? Wait, I know this is a slight segue. Are you doing the sequel? Yes, but we might take a break and do something else in between. So you could do a parent trap. <laughs> yeah, that I don't. I don't want to do the original one. I don't have a connection to that. No, I want to no. do the two Lindsay Lohan's one. The British Lindsay the Lohan. It's <laughs> <laughs> something that keeps me up at nights. <laughs> British Lindsay Lohan. What happened to British Lindsay Lohan after the movie? <laughs> Why didn't she, she become famous? She got really drunk <laughs> all the time. She didn't make it out. <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. That's gonna be good. I hope. I hope it holds up minute by minute. I don't know. It's not going to, but <laughs> I I think it'll be a great descent into that whole movie. Yeah. Of just really analyzing it, of like, wow. I don't know how I feel about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's there's like a toss up between doing these things. You either wind up finding like really silly things that you love about the movie more or you're like, wow, this was probably not the best one to do. Yeah. You know what? Maybe that's not the best one because a lot of the things I think are interesting about that movie are conceptual. They're not like a scene by scene thing. Like, I just think it's really funny that they decided to get divorced and just split up their twins (laughs) as a custody decision. I feel like that's just poor parenting. (laughs) And didn't tell them. And but they both kept the same they only had one photo of the two of them and they ripped it in half and they both gave each other the other half even though it was obviously ripped apart in anger and then they both gave it to their kids and they both brought those photos to camp i think this is i i think you should totally do all it all right so you could have a lot of like conceptual conversations <laughs> instead of like super analyzing it right yeah i think that'd be good a lot of tangents on that one that's okay there's a lot of tangents on this one too no (laughs) (laughs) i mean i feel like it's fine because this movie is equally as crazy i mean dr evil is threatening austin powers and the united nations with project vulcan so have you talked about the united nations yet yeah we talked about like how very racist this depiction of the United Nations is. Yeah, did you know that they didn't film this at the real UN? 
Oh no, I had no idea. It's just a tiny this room. weird dark room. <laughs> uh, you know, well, it was called like the secret meeting room or something. It's like visual shorthand. They got to show that these people are from different countries, so they're all wearing the most iconic, stereotypical item from that con- from that country, like hats. Like a Russian hat, even if it's not cold in that room and stuff. Like Russians always <laughs> wear hats. But then also, as a kid, I never noticed, like, the UN is massive and has tons of countries. And this is just, like, 30 people sitting around a table. <laughs> and they're like, that's the United Nations. And I, as a kid, you're just like, yeah, the United Nations. Yeah, that's true. It's just a circular table with weirdly appropriately dressed people. Like a gon, like I got hung up on the gondola, like guy, that's in that room because he's a representative for Italy, or he's the guard for the Italian UN officer or whatever, uh-huh. and he's literally in a gondola outfit. <laughs> I did, did not. And I was like, "What is he gonna do wow. to protect anyone?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that one. <laughs> well, as they bring it up, so they you said they show the Vulcan um, drill most powerful drill that can go penetrate the earth's crust and then yeah it cuts to a map of nevada that shows exactly where his lair is <laughs> and it's labeled dr evil's secret hideout on the map that he's showing the un <laughs> he's not very good at being evil he's good but then he's very piss poor in other areas Maybe someone else made it, but it's to call it your secret hideout on the map. It's pretty funny. Good idea. So like we are here. It's, it's, mm-hmm. By the way, it's the southwest on the the diagonal part of Nevada, right southwest of Las Vegas. And I gave you a little uh, little scale so you could actually see how many miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, that you can come find your fifty kiloton nuclear warhead that I stole. Sure. So cool. Who did he steal it from? Uh go oh, Ker- Kerplakistan. <laughs> which is a tiny Jewish dumpling. Oh, okay. Not a, a Kreplok. Not a cave explorer. That's Berlanka stand. Yeah. The, all they have is caves there. <laughs> they're cave they're a cave dwelling country. This is just a country that their main export is tiny Jewish dumplings. Oh, okay. But somehow they have enough power that they have a 50 kiloton nuclear warhead yeah that's we don't usually uh let the small countries have those but Mm-mm. not without a fight anyway we like their dumplings a lot i guess it was a present yeah okay maybe yeah maybe they bought mm-hmm. them with the dumplings mm-hmm. i'll trade you you like these a lot how about a hundred billion dumplings for a nuclear warhead F- 50 kilotons of dumplings okay an equivalent like weight exchange. I got yeah, it. Yeah, equivalent to the ex- to how big the explosion will be. <laughs> oh, cool. I think that's a fair trade. Sure. When you got dumplings. <laughs> yeah. Who needs who needs a vibrant living society? <laughs> well, speaking of that, so he's p- preparing to make every volcano erupt around the world. Which do you know how many volcanoes there are? I don't. There are 1,500 volcanoes that are known. That's pretty good. Yeah. But if they did erupt, the planet would plunge into darkness and acid rain would fall all over the world. 
because there's actually a geologist who okay so i got i get really into the science portions of this program (laughs) um there's a geologist from the radford university in virginia they that somebody has asked what if every volcano erupts all over the world and so he says um the planet would be pitched into complete darkness and that is going to devastate photosynthesis, destroy crop yields, and cause temperatures to plunge. And the ash would linger in the atmosphere for 10 years. Wow. Plus, it'll give everyone sounds... seasonal affective disorder for, mm-hmm. for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of a bummer to go outside. I'd really want to be, be living in an underground lair if possible. Yeah. I think he's put himself in a great place for this plan. He just can't. No one can go outside ever again for like at least 10 years, probably for their entire lifetime. Hmm. That's interesting because in the next minute, he indicates <laughs> to another character that he's disappointed that he's not going to be going out. Mm hmm. So, yeah. I. The UN really has to step up, and that's why they're terrified, because I think they might have consulted a geologist as well, and so they decide to pay the ransom. Yeah, the threat is real. Does the UN have a lot of money? I don't think they do. No, because the UN representatives are just literally representatives from their country. They can't control, like, the treasury or anything. Yeah, and the money. So I guess they'd have to be like, Let's borrow some money from all your guys' countries. All ten of us. <laughs> yeah. And the guy who says it is Babu from Seinfeld. He's got all the money. <laughs> so they need to be getting the money from him. Yeah. He's getting those Seinfeld residuals. Like Steve Bannon. Oof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Dr. Evil ends with... You have my instructions. And then that's where the minute ends. All right. That's that's the ins- we got his instructions. What should we do? What are we going to do now? I don't know. I guess we got to pay the ransom. You know the volcano threat sounds more credible than I was originally thinking. And and if yeah. they were going to make that into a movie, I bet it could be directed by uh Roland Emmerich, director of 2012 and the day after tomorrow Mm -hmm. we need to uh call him up and actually have a movie called project vulcan volcano oh you're in sharknado territory now (laughs) is that why it was called vulcan or is that just a coincidence or is it a star trek Um, see okay we've definitely talked about this and the jj abrams vulcan project or like that like vulcan whole thing of him like terraforming whatever that was after so we think that he stole the idea from dr evil from dr evil okay yeah well steal from the best yeah well if you're gonna be evil you gotta steal from literally dr evil that's right but it's not as good as having gone to evil medical school no not at all which you haven't seen him use his skills so so I'm disappointed. You get like a philosophy degree in different things. Maybe 
you know, I was listening to the episode where you're talking about all the different like veterinarians and stuff that you could be mm-hmm. evil, that you could become a an evil veterinarian, but you'd be a veterinarian. But then the the letters at the end would be capital E, period, lowercase v, capital L, or no, E V and then period L. So it'd be like an evil degree. So it'd be like if you got a philosophy degree of whatever, it'd be like that. That's crazy. I want that. So just be like a subset of of the broader study. Because I have um, religion and like pop culture is mine. My specification. Wow, okay. So Evil religion and pop culture? <laughs> Definitely evil pop culture. Okay. That's good. Which is not so much the religion part. I'm a little wider range in that area. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Do you want to plug yourself up? Sure. Uh, go and listen to a Goofy Movie Minute. Very similar to this podcast, but about a Goofy Movie. And if you ha- wanted to tell me that you did or did not like my talking today, you could email me at a Goofy Movie Minute <laughs> at gmail.com. There's an A at the beginning, like... Like, uh, it's an article. It's confusing. That's all. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, um, catch us back with Minute 63 tomorrow. Um, And don't forget, stay groovy. Groovy.